Welcome to the I-29 MUU Dairy Podcast. I-29 MUU University is a consortium of land-grant universities in Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska. This podcast covers timely news, information, and research for today's dairy industry. Okay, welcome to the I-29 MUU University Podcast. And for this episode, we're going to be discussing the Dairy Challenge. My name is Jim Salfer with the University of Minnesota Extension. I'm located out of St. Cloud, Minnesota, and I'm really fortunate to have who I consider two colleagues actually on this podcast with me. Um, I guess maybe one former colleague, Tracy Erickson, who's a dairy specialist over at South Dakota State University and recently retired. And then uh, Gail Carpenter, who's actually a pretty new faculty member down at Iowa State University. So you can tell a little bit about yourself and welcome Tracy and Gail. Glad to be here, Jim. Yes, glad glad to be here, Jim, and and good to see everybody's shining faces today. Yeah, exactly. So, Gail, do you? I know you're on the national board and work a lot with the Midwest Regional. Do you want to tell a little bit, just of an overview? And I think listeners maybe hear a lot about the uh, dairy challenge. You've seen the results over the last month or so, and so I thought for this podcast, we just talk a little bit about what the dairy challenge is, maybe for listeners who aren't familiar with it. Yeah, sure. Uh, The Dairy Challenge is, in my opinion, one of the highest impact learning opportunities that students have if they're interested in dairy science. It's really one of a kind. I don't think think too many fields of study have something similar to the Dairy Challenge that's so high impact and so so great for students, but also for industry members uh, who are trying to work with tomorrow's dairy leaders and the the students who are going to be graduating and, and their colleagues in the next couple of years. So it's a farm evaluation competition. It is just like it says. So students participate in teams. Uh, They visit a farm. They have access to a farm's records. Uh, They get to interview the producer and they have an afternoon to put together a presentation um, that's about 20 minutes long and and give it to a panel of judges the next day. Uh, The judges are always people who are in industry. And so uh, they get to they get a front row seat of of these students and, and seeing the the great future graduates out of some of the best dairy science programs in the country. Uh, so the, we have regional contests and then a national contest. Each of the ADSA regions, uh, the Northeast, Western, Southern, and Midwest, have their regional contests in the fall and winter, and then in usually early to mid April we have the national contest. The national contest will kind of rotate around the country. The cool thing about those regional contests is that they're done, not this past year because of some COVID concerns, but they're usually done as aggregate teams. So students will be assigned to teams with who knows who. They'll they'll find out who they're on teams with once they arrive. So they could be on teams with South Dakota State or Minnesota or Michigan State or Ohio State or some of the different community colleges who participate in the regional contest. So it's really neat too, from that perspective, the students get to kind of stretch their soft skills a little bit and work with people who may be complete strangers to them. And then at the national contest, they compete on teams of four with their home institution. And, uh, and then we also have at the national contest, the academy, which is a more of a training type of scenario for students who potentially would be looking to compete in the national contest in future years, or community college students also participate in that academy as well. And again, that's just set up to be a little bit more educational, not as competitive, and that's in aggregate teams also. So they're, they're put on teams with, with people that they, they probably didn't meet before they started the contest. So it's a really neat opportunity for the students, but also industry members to become involved. 
So Tracy, how'd you get your team ready this year? I don't know if you, this is maybe your first year coaching the team, it is. Um, but do you want to talk a little bit and Gail too, what, how do you get these kids ready? Cause this is really a real life scenario for them that they need to evaluate a farm. You know, in getting our team ready, since it was my first year coaching the team, uh, Gail was gracious enough and helped out with a lot of the resources, but I'll also comment the website that the national board has put together had a lot of great resources they give you all the way from the financial stuff down through the areas of classification different topics past presentations all those types of resources there and to look through and and go through and you know and honestly what I did was I kind of started out with the outline of the different areas and made sure that we covered each of those areas and and provided good resources and examples to our students along with, you know, actual practice on farms and putting together presentations. But one thing I really stressed with our kids is, you know, they've been culminating this information for the past three to four years in their college career. And what this contest is doing is it's taking all that knowledge, putting it together and having them apply it in real world situations and going out and evaluating a farm um, and playing the consultant per se and taking a look at what recommendations and how they do that, you know, and bring that back and communicate that to the producer. Really important, but I really stressed to them that it was really important not only to tell the how, but along with that, the why and give justifications for that process when they were putting their recommendations together. Yeah, what do you do with the kids to get them ready for the contest? Yeah, like Tracy, I really focus on getting them outside of the outside of Ames. They've done all that classroom time during their during their degrees. They sat in plenty of lectures. They know um, they know what the textbook says at that point. Um, so I really focus on letting them see some of those real world situations and putting that how and why together. So we'll pull in anonymized dairy comp herds for them to dig through just so that they get used to seeing data in dairy comp. And uh, we'll take them to different farms around the state. And sometimes we'll, we'll get to practice with other schools as well. We practiced a little bit with South Dakota State with UW Platteville a little bit too. So trying to get them on, on farm and, and outside the class. And, and they really enjoy that these these students do. And I think that's a big draw for them to be involved with the dairy challenge is some of those field trips and practices that we take. Um, it's a lot of work for them. Um, the hours add up pretty quick. Uh, Saturdays are nice to have a day off, but they really, I think they really appreciate the opportunity just to, just to get their boots on the ground and, and get outside of the classroom. Taking that information, you know, and having them, the textbook stuff, you know, looking at the hard data and everything like that. Well, now you encourage your students to go out and, okay, let's see if you can figure out what's, you know, causing the changes or making this data pop out, you know, to you that maybe doesn't look exactly right, whether it was in dairy comp, financial records, you know, HR turnover rates, things like this that would be causing some of the issues. And and it makes them use their eyes and their ears Uh and put that back to the data and then put that together in that recommendation. So I thought it was just a fantastic contest to be able to you know really test those skill sets for the students but also really got a gave them a great opportunity as employers were there to really evaluate and see how well these kids could do yep I agree with that you know it's one of those things where the students who don't participate in dairy challenge they're gonna they're gonna experience that their first year on the job right um and we're just giving them the ability to kind of work through some of that stuff before they even before they're even done with school 
So it's really high impact. And I love watching. I, I coached um, a little bit when I was at the University of Guelph Bridgetown campus, um, worked with the two-year students there. And it was really kind of night and day the way they think before and after and watching all those light bulbs click on as they're actually getting to to go out and, and see things in the real world mm-hmm. and kind of put together. And a lot of these students are from farms too, right? So they they know, they've seen farms. They've, it's not like they've never been on farm before, but kind of making those connections and asking those how and why questions and, and pulling that all together. It's a really, it's yep. a neat opportunity for me as a coach to watch those, those light bulbs kind of click on. Yeah, and I think it's really fun as teams, they take and, um, you know, highlight their their strength areas mm-hmm. per se you know if they're really mm-hmm. good in repro or if they're really good in economics or or maybe it's calf care or whatever it might be you know but as a team you get the opportunity then to pull all those strengths together and that's part of the real world you know when you have to pull on other people for those resources and work together mm-hmm. so really yeah. good maybe you mentioned it gail do they also do recommendations to the farm or are they more just analyze the farms uh, they, actually- they, they focus on recommendations yeah so are the farmers um, so, there, you know, do the farmers get to hear the recommendations on their farm? That could be a little intimidating for it students. Is, it I'm, is very intimidating for the students because the farmers do get invited. They may be watching, you know, they may be looking at slides later, but a lot of times they will show up and they will sit there and they'll be looking at the students while they are pulling their farm apart. And it could be very intimidating for the students. Well, do you ever have, have you ever been at a contest where a farmer goes, you know, I disagree with that. I don't have this on my farm or, you know, we're all a little bit that way in my life. There's a lot of people, I get criticized a lot of things I do. And I think eh, that's probably really true if I'm honest about it, but <laughs> I bet that is hard for the students. I mean, I can imagine they're, you know, they're students and, yeah. but I, but I think your comment is right. It's, it's going to be real life. That's the life they're going to live if they're seniors and yeah. they go out in industry. Yeah. That's where they're going to be at. Yeah, practicing having some of those, so maybe hard or awkward conversations. It's again, dairy challenge is so much more about like your textbook knowledge. It's really about those soft skills too, and the confidence that the students get and those critical thinking skills and communication skills and teamwork and all that. Yeah, I've really got to commend, you know, the producers that agree to participate in this. You you have to be very open-minded mm-hmm. and willing to listen to those changes and recommendations. And, and from what I could see, all the producers in the contest definitely were willing to do that and sat through all the presentations. And it does, it takes <laughs> a pretty open mind and, and uh, being willing to sit there and you might not always agree, but you know, honestly, if you're gonna try and improve and be better as a producer and a businessman, you gotta be willing to do some of that sometimes, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one thing I'd like you guys to talk about, because the upper Midwest did really, really well in the contest this year. So, you know, we probably could brag a little bit about that. So for you two that were there as coaches, how, I mean, tell us about how the contest structured. So kind of who quote unquote wins and then kind of how the upper Midwest universities did. There are different panels, right? So there were three or four panels of judges. Uh, Four, four. if I remember right. (laughs) Yeah, eight. Yeah. Um, sorry, I had a little yep. brain fart there. Um, but yeah, so there were four four panels, uh, two per farm. So two farms participated. And each panel of judges, each panel of judges will select the first and second place. So that's how uh, Tracy and I both were able to coach second place teams this year. Um, so each panel selects their their first place participant that's that presented to them and their second place participant. 
but yeah, the Upper Midwest did really well. And we actually had one of the, a lot of the other regions struggled with getting student numbers up this year coming out of COVID. And that is not something that we saw out of the Midwest. We had a lot of schools really excited to, to jump in and participate. So I think the dairy science programs that Theory and animal science programs that are upper Midwest schools are, are doing really well. Remember, right, Gail, didn't we have like 22 um, teams participate in the contest portion? If I remember correctly. Uh, so, so there were 22 total schools participating in the national contest. At the Midwest Regional, we had 14 schools. Uh, and in Dairy Challenge Academy, there were 25 schools total. The, two year, at the, the academy would have been the two-year colleges. Yeah, and I think the other teams that did well, um, from what I've seen, is Michigan State did really well, Minnesota did well, UW-Madison did well, as you mentioned, South Dakota, and Iowa State did really well. So when you look, it's if there's four, four times two, there's really only eight teams that get recognized. And when you look at, what's that, almost two-thirds of them are kind of from the upper Midwest. So I think that does bode well for the students that are coming out of our upper Midwest university. So maybe I'll just give a little plug. If you've got any students that want to go and learn about dairy, it's probably a pretty darn good place to say. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of good, good programs Uh here in the upper Midwest. So if you are, or if you currently are sending your students to these universities, I think it's fair to say that they're probably really getting a good education if they participate in these activities and um, doing well at these hands-on skills. So um, I agree. I I mean, I am a little bit biased, but I I totally agree with that. Oh, and you're from Michigan, right? So Gail, so your home state did okay. My home state did okay. My master's degree alma mater did okay. Yeah. Actually, I, I did my PhD at Kansas State, and they were a second-place team as well. So still yeah. Midwest, not upper Midwest, but still still Midwest region. Yeah, that's really good. So what else? There must be something else going on, because I went out the day before the contest started, and they must have workshops or something, because I was on a farm teaching a workshop. That happened to be a robotic dairy, and then I know the kids were so excited. It was fun, and because they had been somewhere else that day, so they were swapping. So what else is going on other than specifically the contest? Well, you know, they have pre-tours is what I guess I would call set up for the students to participate in, and, and it's not only an opportunity to get out and, and experience the local dairy industry in the area that's hosting the national contest, but also in that they've set up several stations at each of the tour stops for students to go through and learn from the industry representatives that are there talking. And Jim, as you said, you were there, you were at um, Majestic Crossing and talking about robotic dairies and the economic side of that and had a short little discussion there with the students. And I think it's really a great opportunity because not only do you get on farm, but they also get a chance to pick the brains of, like I said, some of the leading industry representatives at each of these tour stops um, and experience what is happening there and uh, get producers and industry people's insight into their operations and maybe latest happening, latest changes, how things are being applied. Sometimes maybe some things that aren't happening so well and, you know, and, and learn from that too. And so great opportunity this year, we got to stop, like I said, at Majestic Crossing. Along with that, they got to tour the Farm Wisconsin Discovery Center. And then in the afternoon, we went to Wayside Dairy, another dairy also there in Wisconsin, and toured that operation similar to Majestic Crossings, which also had industry reps and discussions and 
probably about what was it four or five different mini stops I'll call it on the farm that they went through and looked at along with having our evening supper hosted there so great opportunity for the kids and, and it really preps them well for the contest and what they're going to be doing the rest of the time frame. Gail do you have any comments? No we really it's a neat neat opportunity especially for students who aren't from the region to kind of get to know the dairy industry in, in the region that's hosting the national contest. So this year it was Midwest, next year it'll be Northeast. It really just kind of adds that overall educational value because, you know, dairies in Iowa and dairies in California are not the same. There's some differences there as you move from region to region. So it gives the students just another opportunity to, to open their eyes to some of the different practices that you see around the country. Yeah, I don't know if we yeah. mentioned it, but the contest was out by Green Bay. So I assume you, all your students came back with chatterheads or something <laughs> from the Green Bay Packers, or did they all want to drive by the stadium or whatever? Oh, we they... actually, they had a social at yep. Lambeau Field. Um, oh. And I thought that I was going to maybe lose a couple of my students there and they wouldn't come back, but we ended up with all the same students that we left with. So yeah, and that's what I might mention too, is, you know, that social they had at Lambeau Field, that was a lot of fun. And that was actually allowing them to interact with all the sponsors and, and industry representatives that were there, you know, and kind of build their resume, as you might say, and, and present that to those people in a fun and inviting, you know, environment for them. So good opportunity. Not only that, just get to see Lambeau Field if they'd never been there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting out there by Green Bay. A lot of dairy out there. I heard that from some of the people that had been through. I don't think if you've ever been to that eastern side of um, Wisconsin, you don't realize as you're driving up and down the road how many dairy farms and, you know, all sizes, goodness sakes, but there's just a lot of dairy over in that part of Wisconsin, which I, which I think for kids, if you're from a non-dairy area, that was one of the students that I talked to me said, man, you know, I mean, they were thinking as they were driving up on the, down the road, there might have been as many dairies there as there was in kind of their entire state that they had seen. So I think for a lot of the kids, that's really, really an interesting experience for them or a good experience for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's, I know, Gail, you wanted to talk a little bit about kind of soliciting volunteers and what was going on yeah. with the contest um, as we move forward and maybe a little bit about next year's contest. Yeah, so 2023, the Midwest Regional Contest will be hosted in Eastern Iowa. Um, And as we've kind of talked about here, this is a really excellent opportunity um, for students, but also really for industry and for companies involved um, with hiring. Uh, So if you're wanting to kind of get your hands on some of these future leaders uh, and hire them on, these contests are a great opportunity to get involved. So we're also always uh, soliciting volunteers and sponsors. Last year at the Midwest Regional Contest, we had 46 companies, I believe, involved and 60 volunteers total. And at the National Contest, we had 100, about 168, 170 volunteers out of a little over 100 companies. If you're listening and you're interested and you've never really known much about Dairy Challenge before, we will find a way to get you involved and get you volunteering so that you can kind of start Start getting to know the contest a little bit and getting to know some of these students. We'll be hosting it again in Eastern Iowa. Uh, and so if you're in the region and you think you're interested, we will definitely find a way to, to use your talents. So what if you're, you know, say if you're from a dairy farm, say you live in uh, Northeast Iowa, can, can you help if you're not involved in the dairy industry? Say you're a 
a doctor somewhere. And for some reason you listen to this podcast and say, you know, I'd like to help out if it's a weekend or something. Is that possible? Or do you really have to be involved in the industry? So did any people that don't know dairy just to sh shuffle students around or things like that? Sure. We always need people to shuffle students around and occasionally we need somebody to stand out, you know, by the, by the lagoon so that nobody accidentally walks in or stand by an electric fence that might be low visibility to make sure Nobody is zapped. So we do try and kind of keep those volunteer spots open for companies, uh, dairy, dairy industry companies. Um, but especially some of those, like some of those people mover volunteers, I don't think we'd say no, we don't get too many of those requests, but, uh, but I don't think we'd say no to anybody who wanted to help out. That sounds good. Do you guys have any last comments before we kind of wrap things up here? Well, the only thing I can say is, you know, if you're a student and you're somewhat curious about this in the dairy industry, I highly encourage you to at least start participating, start at the academy level if you want to, and move your way up to the contest um, if you have those opportunities. And just like I said, this is probably one of the best contests uh, as far as a dairy student, I think you can do to prepare yourself for the real world when you graduate from college. Uh, you know, I do have one more question. Um, what if, you know, so I'm listening and I maybe got a student that's interested in dairy science, who participates, what universities are allowed or uh, can any university participate? Can these be a tech college? Can they be two-year community colleges? Um, if I'm really excited or I'm a student listening and I go, you know, this is something I want to be involved with. How do you just ask when you're on a recruiting tour, tour? but who, what universities are eligible? Uh, any universe, any four-year university with a dairy science related uh, degree doesn't necessarily have to be dairy science or animal science or, or ag business, but, but if you have, uh, if you have related degrees, uh, any four-year institution is eligible to compete in the national contest, the two-year schools at this point that can, I don't know if that'll change or not, but at this point, two-year schools don't, don't compete in the national contest, but they can compete at the regional contests and they can participate in Dairy Challenge Academy. So like I said, I, I took some community college students when I worked at the Ridgetown campus of the University of Guelph, we would go to the Midwest Regional Contest. Um, and we have a lot of two-year institutions that participate in that. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, I'd say students that are interested, you know, find out if you have a team, talk to that team's coach. Uh, you know, different, each school, each coach is going to have different ways of recruiting students and different ways of training students. And, and so just, just reach out to your institution's coach if you can find one. Uh, if you can't find one, um, if you have somebody who, if you think you can pull a team together and you think you have somebody who's interested in coaching you, pull something together. Uh, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. And actually we do have uh, four schools who have to travel a long way. We do have travel sponsorships available as well that, that your coach can apply for. So I'm happy to talk to any student from any school that thinks that they want to do a dairy challenge or any coach that wants to reach out and, and ask about it. I, I love talking people into doing dairy challenge. It's one of my, one of my hobbies. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing, nothing stopping you from pulling a team together if that's what you want to do. Well, thank you very much, Tracy and Gail. And it sounds like obviously with their enthusiasm and I'm pretty excited about it. I, I do think it's a really, really good program. I'm not sure how long it's been going on, but I think it's a really nice addition this is or, our 20th anniversary, actually. Okay. So you know, about it was 20 founded years. In 2020, 
in 2002. Yeah. So it's, this is the 20th year of theory challenge. Yeah. So not as long as judging, but it's just a very different type of a contest. And mm-hmm. as they well explained, it really goes well in preparing some of these students and it's a good chance to get involved if you're involved with the dairy industry. So with that, are there any final comments before we wrap up, Tracy or Gail? This has been a this has been a thrill for me, Tracy. I just haven't seen you for a long time since you <laughs> retirement. You're just way too young to retire. So if you if you don't know Tracy, she's she kind of just left mid-career to to move on to maybe farming with her husband or whatever other yeah. busy things that's keeping her busy. And Gail's just kind of getting started. You've been bebopping around, but we're sure excited to have you at Iowa State. And I guess we consider each other colleagues because we work yeah. together pretty closely in this upper Midwest. So any final, final comments on the Dairy Challenge? Just thanks for having us on. And like I said, reach out to either Gail, myself, you, or any of the departments. I know Marcia Andres there at U of M, any of the uh, colleges in the upper Midwest, and I'm sure we can get you more information on it. And like I said, with Gail being on the board, great opportunity to, to further your inquiries. So, and thanks for having us on, Jim. Yeah, thanks for joining us and all listeners for joining at the I. Um, I-29 Moo University. Make sure you check the episode notes. We'll maybe put a link in there. There's a link to the contest or the results and any additional resources on this information. And make sure we also have information from our sponsors. Thanks again, Tracy and Gail. Thank you. you. I-29 Moo U is an equal opportunity provider for the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries go to extension dot iastate.edu forward slash diversity forward slash ext.